What is up, everybody? It is Thursday night, and now it is time for your Thursday treat. Kick your shoes off, grab something cold to drink. It's Doc Talk time. Welcome back, everybody. Let's drop in a guest at the stream. Can you hear me now? No. <laughs> so what is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Doc Talk. We are still waiting on a couple of people to drop in here, but we can't start the show late. We got to do it on time. So hope you're all listening. Hope you're all having a great night. Christmas decorations. Christmas decorations. My cooler is still missing. If you was in for the um, Orion podcast the other night, you noticed uh, this is Ada. This is my fake dog. So she looks like my real dog, which is why we got to have it. But uh, anyway, yeah. So welcome back to the show. Um, we've got Jason Cassidy. He's figuring out a few uh, technical difficulties to hear real quick. Um, but yeah. Doc talk. We got some exciting, exciting things to talk about, mainly fishing. Because you didn't know. And he's gone. So you guys just got me. So yeah, a few of the things we're going to talk about tonight. You guys, our fans, can drop questions in the comments below anytime that you are ready. So any questions you got for any of the panel, you may drop those comments in the comment section ask these guys don't be shy about it we're gonna we're gonna put them through the ringer that's what they're here for that's what they came for um good evening gentlemen what is good. up so we got um a couple recent offenders uh on the doc talk program tonight we've got one mr jason cassidy we've got a little mr lance mccorder and uh, we might have another guest drop in just never know what can happen on doc talk so gentlemen how's everybody doing Doing good, Chad. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you great now. Oh, man, this is fantastic. Well, yeah, we're, we're doing good, man. It's the uh, end of the season. We wrapped up derby season unless somebody gets the vid and drops out of the tee. I've got <laughs> a, a little something left uh, this upcoming weekend with a super special angler that I hear is coming out of retirement. Yep, out of retirement. It's yeah. a mystery angler. A mystery angler. Nope. Yeah. Not anybody in particular. No, no. Nobody, nobody that anybody knows is coming out of retirement to <laughs> to take on a tournament again. <laughs> it's only been since well, it's been since summer, but it's been a minute since I fished with you guys. Well, good to have good to have you on the water, Chad. Gronk. Michael Black yeah. says it's Gronk. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. What's up, Adam? 
Oh, what's up, Adam? Team Red Boat. Team Red Boat. So we I mean, got going. Go, on. We I, got was, I was going to say going going well down here in Texas too. Uh, perfect fishing weather, but not enough time to fish a lot, man. It's uh, it's been busy. Life's been hectic and crazy, but uh, yeah, doing well. Just working too much. I understand that. And our last guest tonight. Hey, Josh Stewart, how are you doing? Pretty good. How's it going, Chad? Good, man. So, uh, so what you got left uh, for the rest of this year? I mean, you still you still got a few derbs left, or you uh, kind of lying well, like down? Oh, yeah. I'm like pretty much. I'm pretty much out at this time. The uh, you know, uh, busy season restaurant business and opening a new bar at my restaurant, man. So it's like my season kind of got cut a little bit short, unfortunately. But uh, sometimes life just has to take priority over the fun life. <laughs> It happens, man. It happens. Yeah. But anxious, though. Anxious to get back out there. I've got some really cool trips coming up, so we'll do it. How about you, Josh? What do you got going on for the rest of the season? I just got done packing some uh, bearings on my trailer to get ready to go to uh, Louisiana, this well, Louisiana, Texas border this Saturday. Very nice. Very nice. So, Doc Talk, as you guys know, you gentlemen are welcome to ask each other questions we can get questions from the audience we can questions can come from anywhere um there's no rhyme there's no reason we're going to start off on one subject and we're going to see where this road takes us tonight's subject as that's going to start this whole deal off why kayak fishing whoever <laughs> wants to filter first go an answer from all three would be great uh yeah i mean i'll go the uh kayak fishing man it's uh it was one of the most peaceful things i could find to do after i came home from iraq it was one of those uh it, it was exciting but chill at the same time which is kind of exactly what i needed um uh, a lot of great water and a great a lot of great rivers and i got my hands on a uh on a, a jackson cuda i think it was like 2013 and uh and man i just kind of fell in love with it just the uh said it's very serene it's very peaceful but then when you you know you latch into a big one right there by the boat it's just it's it's just all guns a blazing at that point just super exciting and um i i don't think that boat fishing i mean i, I boat fish for a lot of years but i just really don't think that it compares in the in the connection that you get with the fishery um with other anglers when you're out fishing with a bunch of dudes in kayaks um it's just I don't know. There's just something really, truly special about it that I don't think that people get until they actually go out and experience. Next. Well, basically, I mean, I've, I've seen an opportunity in the area that I lived in for to use a kayak and um, like the back of like the Kentucky Lake, the creeks in Kentucky Lake. And um, I basically put two and two together with a kayak and I just I've been in love ever since. It's just like the simplicity of it, you know. There's no maintenance. I mean, it, you can you can buy any kayak and and get into it. So, I mean, I I started out with like a, a some tandem kayak. I couldn't even tell you the name of. <laughs> then I, I I bought another tandem kayak, and then finally bought the same one as uh the, the Cuda 12. Yeah, I still have it in my garage. I'll probably never get rid of it. The OG green. Oh, I yeah. miss mine so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good boat, man. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people had the Cuda 12, and it was uh, it paddled really well. 
It did. It paddled real. It was a fast boat. and Not the most stable, you know. But No. Um, I was, you know, low position. That's where I lived in that <laughs> boat. I, there wasn't much high position in that boat for me. Actually, I actually stood up in it a lot. Yeah, same. I'd stand up and drift in rivers in the in the Cuda. Yeah, only only like three foot max water though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the the cruise twelve was right there too. I, I've got I've actually still got my first cruise twelve um, here at the house, and it's you know it's a good boat. It's a boat if you just want to take it out and you just want to go like cruise and like paddle. It man, it's fast. It's it's really fun. That's my list right now. Yeah, the list could for sure. See, every episode, every episode, the list comes up. Just that's incredible boat. <laughs> bring it back. Bring no, it back. Right. Yeah, bring <laughs> it back. For me, uh, and and Lance, thank you for your service. We appreciate that. Well, sure. Uh, the the low barrier to entry uh, really kind of caught my eye. I've always fishing from you know bass boats uh, but having the opportunity to get out there and be competitive um, especially on some of these national trails where you get to get out and fish uh, different bodies of water that you're not familiar with stuff that you kind of grew up seeing on tv um, like on saturday mornings Bassmaster and whatnot um, be able to go out there and compete against sticks like lance and josh um you know, for, for decent money, um, for a few grand, you know, in a piece of plastic, it was like, man, this is, this is legit. This is pretty cool. Um, and I love the physical aspect of it. The, the contact that you get with, with nature, like Lance was talking about, um, you get to go up those little shallow creeks, um, in Josh's neighborhood and, and just experience, you know, a totally different part of the lake that, you know, in a glitter rocket, you just, you just don't get. So I, I really, you know, all those aspects really gravitate to the uh, kayak world. And it's, it's definitely dope. It's, it's been a really fun few years doing it. So here, here's the kind of the next question to kind of go into that. And this is, this is one of those where we all go to different boat shows. We all work at different events or we see, that guy at the ramp. And the first question, the first statement that he likes to make is why well, fall out of that thing. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's, let's talk about that. Is kayak fishing easy? I think it can be, you know, I, I, I think that a lot of people that are just getting into it and, and, and I'm glad you brought it up. So it's like kind of one of the things I was hoping we could get into is like rigging and stability and things. Uh, Cause there's been a lot in social media about it and weight ratings and all that. Um, you know, I, I think it can be easy. I think that a lot of people overthink it when they're beginning in the early stages. Usually it's kind of the newbies with kind of, uh, you know, they're just getting into it and have, like Josh said, some of the who knows what it's called boats. And they're looking at well, what kind of outriggers do I get? What kind of uh, scupper plugs do I use? And, and the answer is like none, man, like like you're overthinking it. You know, it's like just get out there and get comfortable. Uh, it's either that or, you know, it becomes not easy because a lot of people buy a boat before they ever put it in the water. You know, they, they load it with, you know, dry cell batteries and uh, start drilling holes in it for stuff in places that I, they don't even know how the, the boat rides yet. You know, it's like uh, they start making modifications to it. So I think that those are the, those are the things and a lot of the obstacles that get in the way of new people uh, getting into a comfortable, you know, 
relationship with the sport because they just kind of overthink it from second one because I think like you said, uh, you know, man, I'll fall out of that thing. So that's that's how they approach it as as opposed yeah. to just going and getting in, you know, Aliska or something like that, just going, man, I like I could tap dance in this thing, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh and just keeping it simple for a little bit. You know, people just kind of go right off, right off the bat, they just start strapping stuff to the boat and they make it hard on themselves. Do you guys feel like maybe affordability has uh, what's made it easier to go, you know, affordability with kayak fishing has made it easier to go all in right at once as compared to, you know, like a big boat. When you look at that price point and then the price points of the graphs and the different things, the trolling motors, all the accessories you can put on it really inflates that pricing. Whereas the price of a kayak doesn't inflate that pricing. So it's easier for people to jump straight in. Because they see us. I definitely think that's easier, but I mean, easier catching fish. I mean, it might be a little bit more effort into actually catching fish because you can't just motor around the lake, you know, real quick. But it does force you to break down an area, you know, instead of just motoring around the lake real quick, which is what I do in a bass boat. Every time I'm in a bass boat, I fish for about five minutes in a spot and I'm out. Yep. Mm -hmm. 100%. What you got, Jason? Well, I, I, you know, same thing there with what Josh was talking about. You know, I, I do like the low barrier entry, but um, the one thing that when I first got into it, um, and I'm, I'm sure you three could speak to it also, um, it, it was pretty black and white. It was kind of new. There, You know, everybody had a milk crate. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have the, you know, yak attack and all the cool accessories that, all boats come with or you can get now but it's very popular right so people get on social media youtubes and whatnots and they they see these guys as fully rigged out kayaks um you know motors on the front motors on the back dual power poles i mean they've got some crazy stuff and they see that and they they want to be that you know what i mean so i think as a society uh, especially a society on social media, we, we want to gravitate to the, the cool guy um, in his kayak. And we're like, oh, well, I've got to run two graphs on my, my piece of plastic. One of them is dedicated to, you know, forward-facing sonar of some sort. I have to have the power pole. You know, Jeff has got to hook me up with a Torquedo. Um, I need an XI something with spot lock, and I need this, and I need And it's like, daggum. I see it on both sides. I, I like the low barrier to entry, but some of these guys are just jumping, I mean, head first into everything because, you know, for eight to 10 grand, you can get your boat and get it fully equipped and outfitted. Um, and you might not even know how you, you probably didn't buy a paddle. You know, there's a lot. <laughs> the paddle was an afterthought. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah that's, there's that's a very good point. I see Austin without a paddle. And I'm like, I mean, are you, are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> how, how many tur- how many tournaments does that actually get brought up? Like, hey guys, it's a paddle sport. Don't forget to take a paddle with you. Yeah. I've actually heard TDs, you know, say that. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's bad that you have to remind people. They're like, oh, I've got a motor, or you know, the pedal drive is has is really the mainstay in the market. But there's, you know, Josh can tell you. I'm sure he's broken one or three hundred pedal drives. <laughs> out there and you don't have that man it's it 
it's an old saying, but it still goes, man. You go up a creek without a paddle, you're in a lot of trouble. What is the, what's I mean, the total some, number of, some drives of my best broken? finishes have come on, on self propulsion? So, I mean, yeah, I think all my biggest checks I've ever cashed were just either paddling or pedaling. Mm-hmm. How many how many flex drives did you break, Josh, to get to the uh, new Mark IV that we're at now? No clue. <laughs> Josh is our tester at Jackson Kayak, and he's uh, he's the reason the Mark IV works so well. In all honesty, but story. Uh, um, so when we looked at and you guys talking about rigging and stuff like that, when you talk about the old days, milk crates and different things, what was one of the first? Like when you started rigging out and and a lot of us do come from the PVC days and the different fun things of different color bungee cords. What was one of some of the first things you guys did rigging out your kayak? I mean, back in the day, something that you might've made. Uh, Like mine was a PVC with the, with the, for the transducer mount. Oh yeah. (laughs) I, I really didn't even buy anything special for the kayak until probably after like five years I was in it really. Yeah, I, I would say that's fair. There was a lot of stuff. I mean, you would just run to Lowe's or the hardware store and you were buying 90s and 45s and PVC yeah. glue and just you trying to make, in, you know, $100 on something when I can make it for eight bucks. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that was cool too because you would like group, entire group pages and you, you guys all remember this. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were so dedicated to just building your kayak. And everybody had ideas, and it was it was really neat. Some of the stuff people came up with was that on MySpace, or <laughs> it was Tom. <laughs> yeah, Tom, give us our own special page. And uh, and I mean the the old the old forum days, you know, like I think it was like Texas Kayak Fishing Forum was a big one. Uh, but yeah, you'd see these. I mean, you'd see a lot of really cool PVC stuff back then, but you'd also see some dudes just like go crazy, like what was that old video game that was like where it had the, you know, the pipes had to fit together and do all the crazy stuff. And uh, you'd, you'd see these things that like looped around and came back behind the seat and like tied in with the front and hooked it to the back. And like, it was, some of it got pretty, pretty out of hand. Yeah. It was missing. Every, the only thing it was missing was a hamster running through some of those. Yeah, things. exactly. <laughs> like the, the self-made power pose of this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The tomato steak. Yeah. The- Green tomato steak is green about, tomato steak. Yeah, yeah. You put that thing through a scupper hole because um, I tried a more robust version, and I I I hit something and it broke and cracked in the scupper hole. But those green tomato steaks would break away and bend and break before you uh, broke your kayak in most cases. So, I mean, low key. I mean, I I, I would probably because you can stick it in the front scupper hole, you know, and it works out pretty good sometimes. Yeah, I, FYI, power poles do not float. No, no, they do not. Yeah, <laughs> no, they they're heavy. I thought it was, was going to be like a, a stakeout pole and float and yeah, straight 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 to jail. Yeah, they uh, straight to the bottom. Uh, Jason, yeah, I, I was going to get defensive there for a second when you started picking on us with uh, dual power poles. <laughs> That's my favorite thing in the world is dual power pole. I love that. Yeah, way way better person. way better than the old stakeout poles. Oh yeah, it keeps you spinning from you know spinning around like a little uh, airport man. Yeah, I it's use neat. a stakeout. I use a stakeout pole through like a, a rod holder that way I can just move it around to which way mm-hmm. the wind's blowing. Yeah, 
and that's that's an easy thing to do. I mean, anybody can do that, and that's mm-hmm. actually still a great tip, you know, especially for river fishing. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times you can, if you're in a shallow water river, just to stake out like that, man. I, I've done that so many times, just taking a short stake out pole and throwing it, the old painter stick is actually what mm-hmm. I had, and you just jam it down to the scupper and lock Dude, in and there you set. Yeah, or I'm gonna ask a bunch of gravel, so I just kind of drag the gravel and kind of just slow you down a little bit. Yep. Yeah, that's that. That's how I kind of ran the Susky was uh, uh, the Liska. You know, it's like that. That's my riverboat now that I don't have the Cuda anymore. You know, rest in peace, Cuda. But uh, uh, I the the Liska has that hole in the back of the hull, kind of back by the grab handle, mm-hmm. uh, and it's got the Jackson rudder ready kit on it because I absolutely love the foot controlled rudder on that small boat. Uh, so I was like, man, how can I rig a power pole to this? So I just moved it up and I made a, uh, a bracket that goes inside of that, the hole back there. And so the power pole mounts up higher in the Liska and the, and the spike drives through that hole. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, like get, getting going on the Susky, you know, you, you blow through an eddy and hook up and just hit the button and slam that spike down and just ga, 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 yeah. <laughs> catch you in the rocks and just and bring you to a stop and it's just uh or or if you're sneaking up on a spot kind of start pe- backpedaling a little bit and just drop that spike and then just stand up and turn around and cast upstream you know and just work down and it's you know figuring out a good way to 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 stake yourself down is is huge that's you know especially in that moving water when i first started fishing you know uh uh, the, the original, the OG mod, I mean, back then the, the CUDA was so well outfitted. You didn't really have to mess with it. It had that little cool, uh, the, it had the rod locker and it had the mm-hmm. little, uh, double triangle kind of TP stack with the bungees on the front. And, I mean, it was a good boat, you know, but just, the you know, the anchor trolley was about it then was just being able to move in position. And, uh, but yeah, that, I think that's, that's probably the number one thing that people should think about besides not falling out of the boat or or having something on you when you do fall out of the boat is how do i hold the boat still in one spot yeah so i mean are you guys like looking at today and and talking about where we've came from are you impressed with the accessories that like places like yak attack and and uh, oh yeah ram and all them make now and yak, yak gadget yeah yak gadget like they're like I, I i stopped by yak gadget when i picked up my nar and man just watching the innovation coming out of just that little shop um it's just there there's there's people out there just doing that work you know where uh yeah. you know like yak attack and those guys have really gotten just to where they're that that kind of big production line um it's like there, there's a ton of people in the background that are growing, you know, and, it's, and I think it's super healthy uh, to see the competition start coming up and starting to see more companies pop up. Uh, but yeah, the innovation is insane. Now. I mean, it's, and, and, and technology goes hand in hand with that. And I think the boats do too. The, the, the more advanced the accessories you're getting, the more advanced the boats are becoming to, to handle more and more accessories. Absolutely. I mean, I got three cup holders on my yak, so I never thought that yeah. would <laughs> and, and and still know where to put a drink. <laughs> yeah, just throw yeah. lures in there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like that new box on the NAR though. I just got my NAR. The yeah. Other day. I'm really digging that box. I strap it to the back of my seat, like right at the back, down low. Just tie it, the, it right to I the back it on of the, the chair. Side with the pliers it. in it and everything. Yeah. Nice. It's awesome. I love that box. I wish I I've got an extra box, and I am actually going to throw it on our take two. And I can't wait to get it on there, actually, because it's like just one of those little things where it's just like, man, that boat just needs a little something to 
somewhere to put stuff. So it'll be, yeah. I'll have one on the take two yeah. and cup holder. And we, we had, we had it out in the ocean the other day with, I had the motor on with two seats on it. I mean, it was doing like five miles an hour. It was, it was pretty nice. That take it's two, man. It, it, if somebody is actually looking and they just really, I think, and Josh can echo this a lot because you've had a lot of time in it. If you're looking to just put a motor on a boat and it's going to be your primary thing, you don't care about a pedal drive, you really need to look at that take two because for reals. Yeah, that thing is a beast. I didn't see, I didn't even run like the spectra wire through the, I didn't drill any hose. I just used the, like the yak attack rings and just ran like some cord mm-hmm. from the uh, foot pedals back. That way I can adjust it if I want to put another seat in there. Mm-hmm. And that it boat works, it works wonderful. It, it's so stable too. And I mean, like for people that really like the big rig platform and if like, you really need to look at the take two because, and Joshua, you can attest to this. When you lean that take two, it wants to force its way back up. Like it does not want to lean at all. It I mean, is. I stand a, up in it with, <laughs> with my wife in it. Yeah. It, it's a stable boat. And I think anybody that's really looking to run a motor, a take two. It's not, that, it's not really. It's, it's not really that heavy too to be as big as it is. And it, I mean, I've had it in shallow water too. It goes in really shallow water, especially if it's just you in it. Yeah, it, it's like Chris Funk would say that boat will run in wet grass. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's it's so just, wide and it's it. just, just just like that big rig. Yeah, same thing. I mean, it'll just run both of the. It's it's crazy when you can run a boat that size in six inches of water. Yeah, and it's long. It cuts mm-hmm. well. And if you have to paddle that boat, it it really mm-hmm. does actually paddle well. I mean, your first couple of paddle strokes take them take a little bit of uh, force to get the inertia moving, but once you get the the momentum moving yeah, forward, it, it tracks it tracks pretty straight too. It doesn't really drift to the left or right or anything too bad. No, it's got great length and it'll skip some waves, and it's a great boat, it really is. Um, so yeah, talking about adding all these accessories and all that. Um, you kind of mentioned one big thing, um, Lance, about the weight ratings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And you know, man, we got a lot of people putting a lot of heavy, yeah, yeah, heavy sure. gear. And Jason and I actually had kind of talked about this a little bit today. You know, are we at a point where maybe the gear loading is getting too much? Because you know, you look at a big boat that say weighs 150 pounds, and you know you weigh 200 pounds and then you put a battery, you put a motor, you put power poles, you put your tackle, you put multiple rods, that boat. I mean, these big lakes, we've all seen it. They do, they do get rough and it. You have to keep your head on a swivel at a point when these start, big lakes start getting rough. I mean, absolutely. once that boat goes over, is it, I mean, you can, you can find yourself in a pretty big mess if you've overweighted your boat. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, being somebody like uh, I've got, Billy Bones custom kayaks and I, and I, I build, you know, I outfit a lot of boats and uh, when uh, I'm, I'm just getting ready to publish a video on my completed NAR for next season. And it's uh, I mean, it's a lot of gear, you know, it's a lot of stuff, but uh, I, I think if you put a lot of thought into it and you really just uh, I, I think what you just kind of did, what you just, what you just voiced is, is one thing that a lot of people don't even think of. They right. see, they see 450 pounds and they're like, Oh, there's no way that I'm gonna have 450 pounds in that boat. You know, they're 325. You know, they've got, you know, two Dakota lithium, 54 amp hour batteries, and you know, a uh, 
a motor and, you know, all their tackle boxes, you know, and they've got enough, you know, they, they're fishing walleye tournaments. So they got three boxes of big sinkers, you know, and, uh, you know, they've got a lot of weight in these boats, you know, so it's, but they don't think about it. You know, they just think, oh, that's plenty. That's plenty of weight. That's plenty. Right. I'll never hit that. Um, but it's really, you really have to pay attention. You know, it's like when I'm building a lot of these boats for people and they want to do, like you said earlier, you know, a, a Newport NK180 on the back and then a motor guide XI3 on the bow and then, you know, a 100 amp hour battery and a 24 volt, 50 amp hour battery. And, and all right, well, you're not taking lunch. You're not taking water. You're not taking any tackle and you can have one, you know, uh, lose spinning combo to, to take with you. You know, it's like, that's it, you know, right. But people, people don't think of it that way. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's just super important to plan it, you know, to put some thought into it and, and, and be honest, you know, it's like a lot of people just don't want to be honest with it and they want to kind of push that when, uh, you know, and then, and then you got to think, you know, 130 pounds of that is boat, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, what, what, no matter how you read, read a weight rating, I mean, you're talking about like displacement, you're talking about like what that boat can do before it goes underwater. Um, so, I mean, that includes the boat that includes you, that includes, it's not you and a 12 pack of beer and then all this stuff, <laughs> you know, you have to think, wait, about wait, wait, it. what tournaments are you fishing? What am I, what tournaments? Yeah. You said um, there's beer. I oh, just want to yeah. know because what, and what's the <laughs> entry and where to find it? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. We're all, yeah, in the, I, I, I would, yeah, I would all be, I would be in on that one too. Like a Thursday night beer league or something. Maybe I'll start one. I don't know. Once I get my bar open and I got some free time, I might start a Thursday night beer league. Uh, I wonder what the insurance. I wonder what the insurance had run me. They uh, nothing, officer. We wasn't drinking. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's just being. It's being thoughtful about it, you know, and it's just being honest. And uh, and and a lot of people just don't want to be. They want to set unrealistic expectations on on physics. You know, it's like at the end of the day, it's just physics and engineering, and you can't you can't cheat those numbers. Yeah, and those numbers. Are, are super crucial and being honest, like you were saying, Lance, um, at some point in time, you're going to get wet in a kayak. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's going to happen. Be it, you know, you screwed up or some, you know, somebody blew you, blew by you and, you know, you get washed and you go over. It's going to happen. So, you know, talking about having all that weight, not just on top of assuming everything's strapped in and good to go. Mm -hmm. You've got those big batteries and, you know, fixed accessories that aren't going to just fall off like motors. Um, you know, how much thought has you or anyone else really put into like, okay, so you're turtle, you're upside down in the middle of, let's say, Champlain with four foot rollers. <laughs> how, how easy is it going to be for you to upright that ship and, you know, re-entry safely? And you, you're a mile mile and a half offshore um We're wearing cold weather uh coveralls and yeah. coats and boots and yeah i mean people people don't dress right for the job they they don't think ahead before they get in the water so i mean how these things have have these people even thought about or they just think oh it's it's advertised as a big boat for big guys mm -hmm. it's yeah. super stable and I can put all this stuff on there because, you know, Lance has two power poles and six graphs and we can go, let's go, let's do it. Right. They just jump in all in and they hell half of them don't even know how to swim. Yeah. 
Well, a lot of them, you know, like a bigger frame guy, you know, it's, I mean, when you look, I mean, I'm like 225 and I mean, I think of what would happen if I had another hundred pounds in that, in that high position on that seat, you know, like just, just even, even if I, if I changed my weight load out and, and perfectly balanced the boat, just having that extra weight, you know, up high, um, especially in a boat, like say like the NAR that has that really wicked, like secondary stability aspects to it, that mm. kind of feels weird. You know, that's probably going to scare the crap out of some people that aren't ready for it. You know, So it's, but, but they'll load it up and they'll just go like, um, you know, first trip out, you know, let's go run class two rapids and her to her to her with a fully loaded boat. You know, it's like, uh, what do you think is going to happen? You know, it's like, you're going to have a bad day and it's, and it's not the boat's fault. It's not the, uh, it, it, it's yours, you know, because you just weren't honest. You, you didn't take the time to learn it. You didn't take the time to, uh, to take baby steps. You know, it's like, uh, how many times has anybody ever bought, you know, like a new rifle for the first time. And like the first time you ever shot it, you just got, got we're all comfortable, you know, like, or did you kind of give it a pow <laughs> just to make sure everything's working right? You know, I like, uh, way out yeah, here. like kind of like <laughs> <laughs> everyone I've ever bought, I've done that. You know, it's just, I don't know if I overthink things or I'm just overly cautious, but you know, if I get a new boat, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take a paddle and I'm going to take a PFD and I'm going to go get in that boat and I'm going to pedal it around or paddle it around. And until I'm just like, Oh yeah, cool. I get it. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take it out in, in, in big waves or big winds or bad weather, or I'm going to take a bluebird day and I'm just going to go pussyfoot around in that thing all day long until I just know what that boat's like. Josh, how much time do you spend in your boats before you like actually start setting them up? I mean, what's your process look like? Yeah. I mean, I, at this point I just, I'm throwing everything down. on it as soon as I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Man about town, you've seen it. You've I, 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 it. I don't. I don't really have a problem with carrying too much stuff. I just, I just try to um, just keep everything kind of leveled out. You know, um, keep the weight in the front and the back. You know, similar. Right. So it's more efficient. That's that's about the only thing I do. I I don't really take that much tackle with me. The heaviest thing I have really have on me is a battery. Nine. Now, so you're telling everybody that you're you're just beating all these guys with one lure. Is that what you're saying, Josh? <laughs> Three. Three. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. Wait, wait, wait. Is it a Ned rig, uh, a, a spoon, and, yeah, uh, yeah. A, and, and a MEPS? Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. <laughs> Josh could Pretty Josh good. could probably give us the, the school of uh, – the whole school on this thing, how much let's, let's ask this. I'm going to ask you how much of this, of your winning, are you just instinctively fishing and how much of are you, are you like graphing and finding this and finding that? Or are you just, just fishing instincts, man? It's mostly just, yeah. Instincts, a lot of shallow water fishing. Yeah. Just beating the bank most of the time. But sometimes I do find, you know, schools on my, on my graph, but I, I hardly ever spend any time just, riding around graphing i mean i basically just use down sonar and side imaging that's it nice very nice and i just recently i mean i've had my graph like the side imaging went out on it for like a year so i just now got another one and I've, i just had down imaging or down just regular 2d sonar for like the entire last year 
I mean, so you really, that's all you really need is 2D sonar down, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that. I still do a lot of just 2D, just down image sonar, and then I still do, I still do a lot of side imaging. I'll usually have both on at the same time. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I do too, but it's not necessary for me. Right. Up shallow, doing the thing. You probably just made a lot of dudes at home cry. They're like, man, his, his graph <laughs> didn't even work for a year. Well, Dude. the side imaging crapped out on me. but <laughs> I, I, I've been fortunate enough on a lot of places. Like, like Josh is just one of those guys that I happen to run into on the water pretty often. And it's like he's always just cruising by. It's like, hey, what's up, man? Just calm it, calm as can be. You know, like you're stressed out. You're like fan casting, like just going nuts. And he just, hey, man, what's up? How's things going? Oh, good, man. Yeah. You know, just always I, chilly. I, I think he's just I in his element. So many, I fish so many tournaments. That doesn't, I don't get yeah. nervous about them anymore. Well, it, it's it, just so you know, it's calming to those around you too. Like every time you pass by, it's like it's like passing by. Uh, oh man, uh, I'm trying to think of some like legendary people that like Matt Ball. Like every time you run into Matt Ball on the water, it's just like one of those just transcendental moments that just absolutely slows everything down around you and just makes you take take a breath and feel better <laughs> about yourself. You know. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could echo that, but. If I see Josh at the ramp, A, I know I made the right decision. Yes, absolutely, yeah. If I see him <laughs> in the same the, region of the you, lake, you made I the right good. decision, or you made the just a terribly <laughs> wrong decision. Not, well, choosing never in between. If you if you finish low, I can always say, well, you know, I was right there with Josh Stewart. You know, what I mean, no. so, <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> like Nicole's like, oh, Josh is at this ramp. I'm like all right cool we're doing good and then i'll see him and he like you mentioned lance he's all calm and cool it's yeah. first for me man that's reverse psychology i'm stressed. <laughs> i'm stressed out you know what i mean I'm, no reason to be stressed that the outcome at the end of the day is going to be the same yeah you're still right. fishing i'm not catching him but josh is like he's like yeah man good luck bro hey you you fishing over here? You fishing over there? I'm like, man. Uh, if, you, if you go if you go slow enough, usually in eight hours you can get five bites. Don't get five. man. <laughs> man I, yeah, five bites for sure. Yeah, about five fish is a different story. Well, that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's how my recent tournaments have been. It's barely yeah. getting five bites. I, like I managed to do. Like I, I'm still big in the learning process for the tournament fishing. So it's like there there was a few that 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 I actually kind of got you know, limited out through and, it, and it, and th those have been the proudest, you know, it, it's like tiny victories, you know, it's like, uh, I think when you get out there and you kind of learn to get, learn how to actually function without crumbling, learn how to take pictures of fish. A lot of people I think think are, are just going to jump out there and just like start racking trophies and stuff. You know, it's like, it's yeah, a lot of work. Taking, taking pictures of fish is nerve wracking. It's like, yeah, you've, you've already caught the fish and now, I mean, the, you're not even halfway to, you're, you're halfway through. Yeah, now the hard part begins. Yeah, mm -hmm. or the embarrassing part. You know, you're gonna catch it on your GoPro when that sucker flips off the board. You know, I've got. You gotta I've watch got pretty it later. Good instinctively knowing when they're gonna. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times I'll put them back down in the net and just dip the net in the water and just let them swim until they stop. And yeah, I do that go. for sure. I can't do it like uh, I was. I was giving Brian Howell a hard time the other day on on a local trail on their page when they were talking about new measurements because you always see Brian with his. Like he's got them down by like the tail and giving them like the Hobie tail pinch, you know, and he's just yeah. gently holding them. And I'm like, man, I don't know how, like, I'm like, 
bear paw, like, bah, stay on the board, stay on the board. <laughs> like, I, said, I still measure the, them in my lap. Oh, yeah. I, I, mean, I put I them on my feet with a net at their just, head. I, I'm, I've gotten pretty good at, like, just scooping them up like a football, too, you know? Yeah. The uh, I don't think it's been a it's been a long time since I've always I always do that little bit of the board tilt, wet the board, mm-hmm. tilt the board a little bit. Yeah, the fish is fish is down there, it's hanging out on the fish, set of fish grips. Let him chill out while I'm cleaning up my mess, getting everything ready. Lay him on there, man. It seems like if you get that little bit of board tilt and your board's mm-hmm. good and wet, now the bigger fish especially seem like they just you haven't lost one on the fish. They go to sleep. Yet. One, oh, I will. I will say I've I've lost one. I double double wrap them. I try to do that the best I can. But um, I'm like I'm like Josh. I put them in the net and I've got uh, like a ram ball there on the side mm-hmm. that I, that I let the net hook on and yep. then it just he sits right there and just chills out while you get ready. It's just yeah. One, one like, day one's going to jump out though. I know it. Oh yeah, happen. yeah for sure. Yeah, but it seems like those big ones, especially they they just lay on the board. Yeah, like they go to bad. sleep. For and sure, yeah. The big, the big ones yeah, go to you sleep. You don't have to touch them. It's, it's that. It's, it's always the little one, uh, you know, the little small mouth that tries to jump up, spine you in the eye, yeah, and, and then you know, in, like in the wintertime, the large mouth seat. definitely they just give up. But yeah. yeah, middle of summer, I don't know, dude. They get a little crazy. <laughs> Especially do. if you forget to wet the board. Oh yeah, you gotta... well, it's like sticking them on a frying pan <laughs> if you forget to wet mm-hmm. these metal boards. I do remember my first time using the catch board and I thought, Oh my gosh, this thing is so slick. Cause you remember the OG hog trough had the ribs mm-hmm. like every number was raised. So it kind of had like a little bit of like its own built in traction. But the first time I ever used catchboard, I was like, Oh my gosh, this thing's so slick. This fish is, it just won't stay. Cause I had the side of it kicked up too high, which was my own fault. But I need a, I need a soundproof my sketchboard. It's, Usually, you you can just tell when somebody caught one like a half a mile away yeah. from you just by bing, the, bing, clang, bing. Clang, clang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if we could get some skateboard tape on them things? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, some grip tape. Grip tape. Clear Stamping grip tape. Sound. It helped the sound and it helped the fish stay on the board a little bit better. Should put that in. We just come up. We just come up with catchboard's new idea right here on Doc <laughs> Doc tonight. You're welcome, Catchboard. Um, backing up here, Jeremy Baker made a statement. I want to throw it out here to you guys. I'm going to let you kind of answer this how you guys see fit. Um, he's 260 pounds, and it took took a little bit for him to get used to how the NAR felt. Um, what would you guys say to that and talk about the the rocker of the NAR and how it's a little bit of a different yeah. boat? I've got, I've got a lot of time in the NAR now. So it's I got one of the first ones, and – it is completely different. And I think it really kind of freaked a lot of people out. Um, a lot of people didn't understand that secondary. Um, even to me, I mean, uh, coming from a boat like the Cuda, you know, and being in the rivers and, and having that secondary and just, it feels like it's just going to go on, but it's not, you know, it's like, uh, it's one of those boats that you, and, and that's kind of why I tell people to give it some time before you rig, especially a NAR, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a high performance boat, you know, it's like get into it's a Porsche. Yeah, exactly. That's what I always tell people. It feels like a race car, you know, it's like get into a, a crown Vic and drive that around and then get into a, a, you know, a Porsche Carrera and drive that, you know, it feels like it's on rails. It's, it's, it feels very loose. 
it feels very uh it's very responsive to every motion that you put into it so it's like uh and a lot of people i think it's it, it did it scared them. you know it's just it's it's kind of a scary boat when you first get into it um so you really have to learn um how to load your gear for sure uh, but just maneuvering around in it, it's like you have to realize that you're kind of one with that hull. If mm-hmm. if you if you start slouching, you know, like you get into that three or four hours in, and you're kind of leaning on your knee and and just kind of slouching and casting up the bank and doing that thing, then it's going to start feeling heavy on the opposite side because <laughs> you're pooling up water over there, you know, because you're you're right. giving that hull that like that counter steer on a motorcycle, you know, when you give it that counter steer, it wants to go the other way and that hull is allowing it to do it it's thinking that you're leaning in and wanting to go left you know when in reality right. you're leaning right you know so it's going to start pooling up water and people are like ah oh, this boat fills with water it's like no it's you're slouching you know what's your what'd your, what'd your mom say sit up straight you know keep your back straight be a big boy you know don't slouch mind your posture uh just think about your positioning if uh if you're doing some heavy lifting off of one side um Think about counterbalancing yourself. You know, we I fish in a lot of grass. You know, you start pulling, you know, just horsing a fish up out of the grass, and it's going to feel like that boat wants to go. I mean, don't be afraid to take one leg and stick it out off the other. You know, give it the old Dustin Nichols. You know, like whenever you look at Dustin, <laughs> he's always got one leg hanging out of the boat. You know, and it, and it, and it works for him. It's kind of his counterbalance in that Yupik that he has. And uh, you know, learn to do that. Learn learn to anticipate it but also learn to anticipate what that high performance hole is going to do when that fish comes out of the grass too. Cause I've seen a lot of people go the other way as soon as it comes out, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's just really putting in that time to learn the hull, you know, and then, uh, and, and building that boat in stages. I mean, uh, it's a completely different kayak as compared to anything that has ever been released. I think, in history i mean it's like literally the only hole that i could compare it to is the coup fair very fair i actually um so for me when i built nar number one i had a i had a good process with that you know i seen everything and listened to everybody and i actually went through and physically weighed everything um soft plastics tackle boxes rods reels and then i went through and dispersed it through the boat um kind of like what josh was saying he balanced it uh mm-hmm. on his boats and that's that's what i did to my nar i balanced the front i balanced it with what i had in the back and this is the best thing i've ever done yeah. performance wise to that boat yep. yeah, that's, actually, that's what i did i stopped taking it out twice for like <clears throat> maybe three hours and the first time i had a battery in the back and it was kind of pulling up a little bit and then i moved that battery to the front of the boat and yep. it just leveled it out and it was way better that boat that boat you really have to cheat forward (laughs) and plus i had a big i had a big battery in the back to power my fish finder that's just overkill yeah in that boat like i it does want to ride higher in the water um but that's okay in a lot of a lot of instances but if you've got like a power pole or something on the back or or the torpedo it's nice to get something towards the front so that Mm -hmm. that front does level down in it in turn, kind of helps pick that back in, back well, up. That's why I take two so good when you put the seat in the middle, too. 
Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's just flat instead of you you know, riding riding like that the rear end down and you've the got, right end second up. You've got a lot of trimability with the take two on where you can put your body. Yeah. I think that's yeah. huge too. Yeah, I think uh speaking back to the NAR, I think a lot of the 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 negative, you know, comments that came in in from it uh, because they weren't used to that initial or secondary stability. Uh, a lot of people that went to the NAR came from a big rig, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, or or something else that was yeah, nice this, and flat. A, yeah, a replacement for it. It's it, it it's not a direct replacement. It, it's it's a totally different boat, right? So yep. like you know, we're talking about in all these podcasts or articles, people talk about the the best thing you could do is time on the water to be a better angler. Um, it it goes for the boat too. Just, you know, sometimes maybe just going out there with with a paddle and the pedals and leaving the rods at home, uh, like saying, build it in stages. Well, start with yourself, um, and your paddle and get out there and go through. You might be in a perfectly flat lake with no stage, you know, two rapids or anything crazy. And a beaver slaps next to you. It's all (laughs) where you, you jump out of your skin. Um, you know, that that right there could be a good practice uh, segment alone without anything extra in the boat. We'll wait uh, till Saturday. I'm gonna come around behind you and just don't do that. Water. Paddle slap it. Yeah. <laughs> Paddle slap it. Water, water guys yeah. are gonna be making fun of us if we say uh, class two rapids again, guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think they listen that's just, to. That's just ripples on top of the water. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> every every time I come through a uh... class one's not a thing. Yeah, every time I come through like a uh, a ripple of little water enough to make white water around a rock, like I'll 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 take the video and like I want to tag every single one Don't of them, call it, but especially water, like just a ripple. like 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 I'll I'll will send it to like Nick, Nick Troutman and be like you know I'll have my paddle up in the air like hey you know Killer look home. I did I did white water yeah <laughs> you need to see Rock no, Island one time it's pretty extreme oh man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got it on a river for two years in East Tennessee, and it's not even – they say class fours, but they're just like big threes, basically. And, I mean, when I first started doing it, I was pretty terrified. There's, and then you go yeah. to rivers like – if you go to a river like the Gauley or something like that, then oh, yeah. you start really questioning what you're doing. And I mean, but, I mean after you've been – after you swam a couple of rapids, you, you feel a lot better about it. You're not as terrified. <laughs> Beat, beat, beat four. Like beat four. I mean, yeah, push beat me off the airplane, but Tennessee has I'm got sure. some dang good water. And uh, you know, if you've never seen it's beautiful Great Falls when it's running, it's epic. It is epic. It's got a big, it's got a huge hole, big play hole. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's what, what, what's the one up there by you guys? The uh, Caney, Caney Fort, Caney Fort, Rock, oh, it's Rock so Island. Pretty. That's that's Great yeah. Falls. That's where it all comes yeah. out right there. That is it's, so beautiful. It's unbelievable. Like, everybody stop what you're doing, load your boat up, and just go up there. It's so gorgeous. Don't tell people that. You're going to have Bridget <laughs> mad at you. Yeah. We already have enough people moving here, bro. I'm going to send them to Char- I'm gonna send them to Charlie's uh, striper holes. Oh, gosh. Didn't you read Dustin Nichols' Facebook post today or yesterday? Quit telling the YouTubers where to fish, okay? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, let's see. You already said too much, Lance. 
<laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> I'm just trying to drive I business. I was trying to, to like, scare people away, yeah. tell them it was like white water and be yeah, scared. Yeah, ter- terrifying. Yeah, no. Nah. Shit, it's beautiful Josh is up telling there. Telling about a big hole they have to drop off in, and <laughs> there's definitely that too. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a reason that 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 the uh, you know, ja- you know, Jackson. I always tell people they paddle so well. All the fishing boats that paddle so well is because the brand was born of of whitewater. Yep. And so, I mean, there there is a reason that the hometown is 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 right up there in the heart of it. You know, it's like that that what that water clips. Yeah more on that later um so looking forward to 2023 i know you guys have got uh what is it looking like what trails are you guys going to be fishing what's what's kind of the game plan here for 2023 josh is like i haven't even thought about it yet yeah (laughs) some of them have they even released all the schedules yet i don't know no i don't think so i think everybody's kind of late this year really usually yeah, they're kind of all waiting. filtered out by now waiting for the first one to do it so the, the next exactly. one can go off of that yeah yeah, yeah i mean i'm anxious to see um what the bos looks like uh definitely excited for uh bass master as well i yeah you know like to see where where that uh could go it this i mean literally the sky's the limit so it, it would be really nice to uh uh, see them go to some cool spots, and uh, I'm 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 excited. You know, I'm waiting on one of those guys. Uh, Josh got a uh, you know vial of COVID variant to pass out to everybody at the uh, captains meetings and stuff, so I can slide into the TOC. Uh, <laughs> I need just one guy, Josh. We just need to infect one dude. And- one dude. Are, are you are you the are you the next one up? I'm the next one up. Yes. Oh man. Uh, somebody will drop out. Watch somebody. I was the next. Yeah. I was the next guy up last year, and somebody dropped out like yeah. Yeah, two days so. before the tournament. I got <laughs> one day of pre-fishing. It was horrible. Oh man! Yeah. Yeah, that was especially on Ufala. Yeah, especially on Ufala. Yeah. Well, the, the next tournament I fished there, I caught the biggest bag of the tournament the second day. Wow! So who knows? So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's always yeah, a just, chance. There's a, there's a lot of tournament trails next year. I, I really like our local, like, Bass Nation, Tennessee trail. I mean, it usually has, that like, is a great trail. I, I wish they would, would carbon copy that in Texas. I mean, we've got so many great lakes down here, and it's just that that is one thing, like, that the, the nation has just not caught on down. And Lance, I really Lance want McWerther, leader of the Texas oh, man. Nation yeah. Bass. It looked good on Master you. Ten, I can't even say it's a touch. If, uh, <laughs> if if you could look at the calendar on my phone, it would give you it would give you a uh, high blood pressure, and I don't know, probably put you into AFib and like oh, never mind. The, the amount of time I have is like none. I wish I, I wish I could, um, but uh, but I mean, I, just like speaking well, at Bassmaster, we, we, we can talk Jamie Broad into it, maybe. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's 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 got the demeanor for it. That guy is like the. The nicest, most level-headed, most—I uh, mean, well-connected, just experienced, just really cool dudes. Uh, but hopefully, I mean, that's that's like uh, the national trails. I'm I'm really hoping for Bassmaster. Like, I I went to a, a couple of their events this year. I was hoping to make it to the last one, but you know, just being a business owner, I couldn't. Um, I I really want Bassmaster to make it, and that that's why I was kind of trying to really go out of my way to make some of their trails. Well, at the, um, at the last tournament, they actually sat down 
with and asked questions and was taken. Yeah, they, you know, they did that at criticism. Smith Lake too. Like we sat around and talked with them for four hours or so afterwards. You know, just they were real receptive, and I and I want them to be hugely successful because it's Bassmaster, man. You know, it's like I want them to to not give up on kayaks. You know, it's like. Uh, granted, you know, I think a lot of the missteps weren't on the kayak community as so far as they kind of, kind of shot themselves in the foot in the way that they kicked things off this year, but, but they're learning from it and they're growing and they're making changes and they're talking to us and they're listening. So I have high hopes for Bassmaster next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, mind mistakes as long as you just yeah, learn and grow from them. Exactly. <laughs> and, and they are, I really believe that they are. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit some KBF events. I'm going to hit some BOS events for sure. Um, I mean, I only got to do, I want to say it's two BOS events in my NAR and, uh, that just, that was it for me. I mean, it's, it's just that, that boat pedals so freaking good oh, yeah. that it's, it's so fast and it's so effortless that it's just, it, it, it's, it's almost like, remember when you were at the ramp and like that one dude had the torpedo, you know, like the 403 or something, or had an NK-180 and like would just dust all of you. It's like you feel like that when you're at the when you're in a NAR at BOS. It's like that boat wow. just takes off so effort, effortlessly that it's just I'm definitely going to put feel, it to the test next week. Yeah, dude, it it cruises. It absolutely that boat just takes off. Um, and, I, haven't, and, I haven't really pedaled that much, so I hope I don't just. I've had so many tournaments where I'm peddling and i get a charlie horse out in the middle of the water and it's, it's just a, i don't oh, think cool. you will with that one that that <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's so much different than uh no, I, mean, just, I, haven't paddled, I haven't pedaled yeah. in a long time so i'll overexert myself and uh, well if you do the good news is that boat paddles just as good as it pedals really good i got, yeah. a, I got a feeling i'm gonna be doing a lot of paddling yeah you, i don't yeah, think what matters in that boat really uh, with, with, with the uh with this with the salvinia so it's it's so yeah. choked yeah it's yeah, so like like up. like Caddo Caddo's like my, one of my home lakes. That's uh that that's I've spent so much time in there and uh I mean over the last, you know, what 14 15 years I've spent so much time fishing Caddo. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's really it's a challenging lake. Like everybody yeah, that goes out it, there. So there's boat lanes that they can get through. Yeah. Like yeah, for sure. Lanes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, it gets so choked out with grass or with salvinia. Uh but I can tell you with the nar you're going to have the speed advantage. You're also going to have the advantage of being able to flip that cover up and clear anything out of your crop like that, you know, where everyone else is going to be pulling drives out and snapping drives back in and doing all that mess. Like it's real easy. That that's one of my favorite things in the world about, about all, all the Jackson flex drive boats is, is having that, that hole right there. You just crank a lever up and throw all that crap out the side and go right back to it. And you can just crash into stuff too. You'd be all right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you'll do that too. <laughs> now I want to go back to what Josh was talking about, the Tennessee Bass Nation Trail. That trail is if you guys are in Kentucky, Indiana, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, check out the Tennessee Bass Nation Trail if you don't have one of your own, because their trail is it's gonna start December the first weekend in December. Um, at Del Hollow, and these guys they run, they run all year, 120 people there last year, yeah. So it'll be wow. December 3rd, it'll be the first tournament, um, at Del Hollow Lake, and everything's on Tourney X. Man, it's a great trail, it's very well. Run. Make, I'm, I think I'm supposed to go to Mexico 
December the fifth. I'm supposed to be there, so I'm probably gonna miss that one. <laughs> but it, the that is that was one of the first Bass Nation trails I went and fished is down there at Del Hollow. The is that last year? Uh, no, the year before. Okay, I missed last year. I'm pretty trail. sure I was there. Did Trey Johnson win that one? Maybe? Mm, I don't it's know. been so long. I don't remember on that one. But you know, it's probably that, that Kentucky boy. I can't remember his name either. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember Drew Russell, I know, maybe. I remember it was largemouth, and I was bummed out because it was one on largemouth. So uh, that's what that's what my buddy does. Now he cr- deep cranks for me. He won't tell me what crankbait he uses. He won't tell me where, where he's fishing <laughs> or anything. Well, to tell you my story on that. I got stuck. I watched um, Zona's Awesome Fishing Show before I went and seen him whacking them on big old heavy jigs. And I did nothing but throw a jig. And I coursed my first first two smallmouth I caught. One, right? Yeah. First two smallmouth I caught were on a big old three quarter ounce jig. And that was it. That's it. That's the only lure that was in my boat the rest the of the time. The first time I ever went and fished Del Hollow was the best day I've ever had on Del Hollow. And since then, it's not been that great. Yeah. That's kind of how it went for me. But I still got a sign. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it. I bought it fair and square. <laughs> I didn't take it. Bought. <laughs> I was like, "What did he just do?" Yeah, I got a uh, got a little Del Hollow sign. Um, and then you got to go to Ricky Bobby's if you're in the area of Salina, Tennessee, too. Been to Ricky Bobby's, Josh? Yeah, I have no idea what that is. Oh, you need to go to Ricky Bobby's. We need to get to. If we end up at Del Hollow one of these days, me and you's going to Ricky Bobby's. It'll be a good time. I trust me. Okay, it's, le- it's legendary. <laughs> It was, let me put it to you this way. It was 2020 when I went and everything was shut down for COVID. And that was the most 2019 thing I'd ever seen. It was a good time. I, got some of those, I got some of those from my hometown too. It was never shut down. Never. Mm-mm. Tennessee just kept the party going. It was beautiful. At least the outskirts that's, of Tennessee. That's why outskirts I of Nashville. Tennessee. I can guarantee it. So, uh, Jason, what do you got? Uh, well, you know, um, I, I would like to uh, venture down to Dale Hollow, especially now that uh, Josh might not be fishing. Going back, to- <laughs> uh, I have no, I have no threat on and- Dale Hollow. You got to watch out for Riser and, and those boys like that. Yeah, Adam. Yeah, watch, Adam. Adam, he'll come and watch. He'll be first, second, or third watch. Yeah, there's a lot of sticks out there. That's a bucket list lake. I haven't had the opportunity to fish it. I, I've driven past Dale Hollow a lot. Uh, well, if you see Riser, if you see him, you you, you, need, you need to tell me what that crankbait is, dude. He will not tell me. I'll see. He will not tell me. I want you to get up on him and take pictures and show it to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there might be a small price attached to that, but you know. Oh, so that's fine. <laughs> pay it. Sounds pay like. It. So yeah, I, I would really like to check that out. In that uh, you know, local trails. Uh, we got. Um, a new one with USA Bassin coming up um, in Indiana anyways. And it sounds like a couple other spots. Uh, and that's kind of where I cut my teeth. Um, bass boat fishing, the mm. that trail. Uh, it's a good, you know, entry level grassroots type of uh, fishing tournament trail where, you know, it's, it's in person. It's not online and stuff like that. Uh, which a lot of people that really spoke highly of uh, the national championship on Kentucky Lake, um, that, you know, boast about the online tournaments, they they said the best takeaway from the NC was being able to hang out and, you know, have, you know, 
hang out with people and be like, oh, I got to meet Josh Stewart. You know, he signed my hat and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's a it's a cool way to get into the grassroots of fishing um, in the kayak realm for what it's really worth. And that's that in-person, that camaraderie that you get at the boat ramps or the stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to fishing at USA Bass and then, and like yeah, and I believe they're looking for directors. So if you did I fish one, is that the one Josh runs? No, they're just starting this year. Yeah, okay. so they've got big boat trails all over. So they're like they've got umpteen trails in Indiana and Tennessee yeah, and I've Kentucky. Heard of, I've heard of the, the boat trails before. Yeah, they're, is that where you're at, Jason? Indiana. Yeah, yeah. We're currently in uh, Indianapolis. We'll be down there your way here in the eleven months. Are you moving? Yeah, we're gonna head south. What? Uh, it's disappointing. You, you going, going all the way call? to the shore? Or no, no. We're the old lady Nicole. She's she's a big Rocky Top fan, so we'll wind up somewhere between Knoxville and Chattanooga. I'm sure. Well, see, I I usually don't even watch football, but this year uh, I guess I got to. Man, yeah, yeah. Even if it's <laughs> on, it's I I think uh, the uh, Georgia. Georgia game this weekend should be pretty awesome. I'm I'm pulling for Bill Dance and and not Gene, Gene whatever his name is. So I I, I, really, I really think uh, Tennessee's got a big master. Oh, Fluke Master, yeah. No. I mean, who are you gonna go with? You gonna go with Bill Dance? You gonna go with Fluke Master? I'm gonna Bill Dance all the way. Especially on the week of uh, a Caddo tournament going up because you know Fluke Master made that epic dismount of his kayak at Caddo <laughs> last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that is an omen that Georgia is gonna just go down in flames. There you What's go. What's up? He did that for video on purpose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were, he was talking about gator infested waters, and I'm like, man, I've fished Caddo ten bajillion times, and I've seen a handful I've of seen gators. A few. Yeah. yeah, a handful. You like randomly like, uh, see one just yeah. cruising across. Yeah, like Ray, Rayburn has a gazillion more, or uh, Toledo well, Bend has Cooper a gazillion the, more. Danny Cooper has the biggest I've ever seen. Like you, Ufala has the biggest that I've ever fished around. Like like where you come around a reed bank and like a twelve or thirteen yeah, yeah. footer like belly flops in front of your boat. Ufala just like, has a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, they're thick and they were big. Like uh, I was fishing along this little kind of uh little bayou kind of stretch up there. Uh, next to Cody, Cody Milton was on one side and I was on the other and we're flipping reeds and he flips in and he landed, I don't know, an ounce and a half tungsten on the head of, of one of them in, in like this uh, hyacinth mat and like eight gators flew out of that mat scared. The, there was a boat yeah. guy behind Cody and I was across the way and those gators just exploded everywhere. But uh, yeah, like I'm glad Cat, we don't have crocodiles. Cat, yeah. Cato's not like that. Yeah. It's Cato's chill. It's uh, Caddo is like a cypress, just jungle. It's, it's wow. like I always tell people it's like Jurassic Park. It's it's literally it's just it's wild and it's you get uh, lost. For, if you, if I didn't have a GPS on the phone, I'd definitely get lost. Yeah, and 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 that's it. I mean, anybody that's going out there, um, and I mean, I would tell this to anybody, man. Be careful. Uh, have a backup battery for your phone. Like, take one of those Dakota power boxes or something. Um, make sure that you have a way to switch like your well to Hobie. So. You should have plenty of power without running a motor. So make sure your graph is good and you got your trail set. And if anybody, anybody in the world gets stuck out there, call me. 
Like, like I literally know, I know, I know that I, I know that lake blindfolded. So it's like if you're stuck and you don't have electronics, you don't know who to call. Call me, you know. <laughs> so it's a crazy lake. I don't like gators. I've I've always said that if I have to go <laughs> fish with gators, I am Chris Funk's going with me, and he's just going to guard me the entire day. Because yeah, that's how I was when I first. Died. I was terrified too. Dude. I brought like I brought my gun to Florida with me to put under my kayak because I was like, uh, no gator going to get me, you know? Oh, yeah. I freaking love them. Uh, they don't bother me at all, now. Chris yeah. Funk pets them things. I'm I'm taking uh, him with same. me. I'm not or going like, that far, but... Well, you see, like, Ma- Mama Jean's, like... Yeah, Jean. Take, taking selfies with them, you know, like... Gator I mean, like rescue. She, yeah, gator rescue, taking selfies with them, petting them on the head, like, you know... They all know put, her. They, they know yeah, her. Yeah, putting bandages on their heads and stuff. That was amazing. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. She's in the ga- she's in the Gator folklore. Around yeah, there. <laughs> they talk about her. She's like the most <laughs> interesting woman in the world. Like we should make up one of those commercials, like the Dosecki's band. Yes, and it'd just be <laughs> the most interesting fishing lady in the world. Yes, yes. I mean that that should literally be. Yeah, like 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 somebody needs to get a hold of Emily and just make that the next Jackson campaign, which is just like. The, the the most interesting kayak fisher woman in the world like it's just the, the images that she gets and i mean just the the things that she says are you guys that's... come you come you send me a script and i'll put it together it's awesome it'll yeah, be on it's... social media by next tuesday <laughs> so anyway as we're uh we're a little past the hour so i'm gonna let you guys kind of wind this thing down um Tell the people where to find you on the social medias. Uh, thank the sponsorships and the peoples and the wives that you need to thank. And uh, we'll close this baby out. I'll start off. I'll, I'll do the uh, save the best for last. But uh, Nicole, uh, she's definitely, you know, my rock lets me do all this stuff around the country. She goes everywhere with me, her and the dogs. So got to give her props. Jackson Kayak, Orion Coolers. Um phenomenal products that not only perform but look cool too uh black dog brewing company uh you know we got you on that uh little miami outfitters built some great rods brandon palmer down there in uh, the cincinnati area if you need a rod he's your guy planet fitness we talked about you know you know if if you're like three and a quarter and you want to get down to 260 24.99 a month get the black card go anywhere you want um nationwide and if you're doing you know living the truck life rv life hey having a clean hot shower goes a long way as well so uh rogue disc don't want to forget those guys real real fast uh disc golf i hear it a lot in different podcasts and stuff like that uh alex rub for whatever reason every time i listen to him on a podcast he brings up disc golf uh because there's a lot of pkas and they talk about all these professional things that disc golf is really taken off. Uh, if, you, if you want to get into it, Rogue Disc, not Rogue Fishing, but Rogue Disc, uh, hit them guys up. Uh, they're based out of Indiana. They sell nationally. Great place to go get some some more plastic. So that's all I've got. So I'll, I'll pass it down. And, and Josh, uh, soup, good luck this uh, next, next weekend down in uh, Caddo. I hope you kill it, man. Yeah, I hope I do too. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch yeah. of people to be worried about. So. <laughs> You're one of them. 
Yeah, for reals. You are definitely one of them. Yeah, the, uh, for sure. Uh, mine is just go- going in the, we're definitely going to save the best for last. And, uh, um, man, uh, if you put, I've got one of those unique, crazy, drunken Scottish names. So like pretty much if you just punch that into Google, you'll find everything from my fishing to my restaurant to, uh, all that, all you guys are, who are headed to Caddo, my restaurant's called culture ETX. It's about an hour and a half away, but it's worth the drive. It's in Tyler, Texas. Um, sponsors Jackson kayak forever and ever and ever. It's family, um, Newport vessel motors, power pole, Dakota lithium batteries, Dobbins rods, missile baits, uh, yak gadget, treaty oak biscuit distilling for incredible whiskey, uh, Traeger grills, which are in the backdrop, uh, bubble blades. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. And good luck, Josh. Go kill him, brother. Oh, thank you. Well, I got a lot to be thankful for here, guys. Thank on. We, 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 well, we just, we've been renting forever. We just closed on our first house. Congratulations, so good man. about that. Me and the wife been married for a year now. We got a baby due in March. Oh, so wow. I'm kind of just. I got to hit the my button. Life's about to, my life's about to do like a complete 180, so. I hit the button for you. Uh, <laughs> about to, my life's about to do a complete 180. She's, but she's been a wonderful, you know, wife. She's a little hormonal, but, <laughs> you know, I just, just take a deep working. breath and remember she's pregnant. Just wait. <laughs> of course, you guys over there, Jackson. Love yep. all you guys. It's like one big family. I like Lance. Every time I see him, he uh, cracks me up. Jason, I've only seen, seen him that many times on the water, a few times, not as much as Lance. But uh, like, think Dakota Lithium. You know, Dakota Lithium does a lot for us. Like, like our companies that, like Dakota Lithium Yak Attack. Like every. Everywhere I go, like local club, Dakota Lithium Yak Attack's giving away free stuff. So, you know, support yep. the people that They're support fantastic. our local our local community, um, you know, kayak tournaments and even like even if you go to the Hobie, Dakota's giving away stuff. If you go to Bass Nation toward Hobie I mean Dakota's giving away stuff. They're always giving yeah. away stuff. Same thing with Yak Attack. I just got over pure fishing. I'm I'm excited about that as well. Congratulations! Dug out yeah. bait and tackle, and man. Dakota's le- or uh, dugouts leveling up, man. <laughs> they got a crew. I just I just drove down there today, and I got back, <laughs> and uh, repacked the bearings. I just want to be 100 percent 100 percent sure that my my boat trailer makes it down there. Yeah, dugout uh dugout has done some huge things this year and shout out to them guys because they have they they've absolutely stepped it up and they're they're killing it in 2022 and into 2023 um yeah man dakota and and yak attack for sure they are and catch catch i mean the they're yeah, another catch. one that, that that's another one yeah catch they really they need, make, they need to make boards that break so they can sell some more. <laughs> For real. <laughs> you just have to change colors of boats. I, I, I've snapped at least six hog troughs. Trying oh, to like man. just squeeze it and have it in between my legs and just go straight through. Yeah. I broke a couple. But you buy one catch board, I mean, you're going to have yeah. to lose it. Yeah, they need to make it so like the the – the, the lines wear off or something like just put some <laughs> vanishing ink on those things that after two years 
Yeah, I don't know how like, Duke and them. Uh, I don't. I don't know the, how that business model works, man. But it's like a it's like know. a car. You feel like they got the uh, as soon as the, the warranty of miles runs out, it starts messing up. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, as soon as you measure a thousand fish, it starts like disappearing. Yeah, yeah, they need to do that. And the same thing with their like that catch cart, man. Like that thing, I got one of those. I'm not gonna buy another cart. I mean, my grandkids are not going to buy another cart. You know, that thing's going to last forever. So you're thinking you had to replace the tires before you need a new cart? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> a thousand percent. Yeah. I will wear the rubber off those things before. I'll before probably, I I'll probably leave it somewhere in the first three months. That, that's probably it. Yeah, that's probably it. I'll leave it. I'll leave it on a bank somewhere. That's what happens every time I buy like a good like carbon fiber paddle. I bought two of them and I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. I've, I'll lose it within like three months. But I have this old. Just beat up paddle. I can't lose it to save it. I I can't lose it. <laughs> it's part I've, of I left it somewhere, and then somebody brought it back to the to the tournament. So somebody <laughs> left the paddle. It's your lucky paddle. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's <laughs> you can't break it. Me, me and Stormy's tried for like an hour to break it down. It's not coming apart. Uh. <laughs> all right, kids. Well, thank you all for listening tonight. Um, we appreciate every one of you. Seen a lot of you out there in the comments. And uh, we'll see you again on the next version of Doc Talk. Looking at the 17th of November, we will be back. So we will see you guys then. You guys Bye-bye. have like the squi- you have like the squishy face challenge going on then too, I believe, don't you? In it, uh, Patron and Jamie know. Broad and uh, I don't remember who was all there on the next. Oh one, man, that, we got yeah, they yeah, follow that. Follow Jamie Broaden and and Adam Patron on social media and watch the squishy face challenge that's going on. It's oh between, it's between their do- it's it's hilarious. But they're uh, talking about Doc Doc. 